0: Hello there, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 398 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and with me today is Zeb, who is sneezing because he's begging for food and I won't give him any. But also in this episode, I have Sneezy Ellen, Tara, Maya, and Aria who want to tell you about new books, old favorites, and some games to play that are bringing them comfort right now. As with last week, I am connecting with the members of the Smart Bitches team to bring you recommendations and maybe some laughter. I do want to mention that when Sneezy and I are talking, she does talk about the stress of witnessing racism on a global scale. But above all, we are sending you good thoughts and good wishes and good recommendations from a safe and respectable social distance. This week's episode is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Native Deodorant is formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It is vegan. It is never tested on animals, and it works. As I mentioned last week, I have very sensitive skin, and deodorant is very touch-and-go with me, but this is wonderful. I've been using the coconut vanilla scent, and I really like it, and then I learned that several of us on the Smart Pitches team like Native, too. Surprise! Surprise! You can try it risk-free, free Free shipping on every order, and Native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the United States. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code SARAH, S-A-R-A-H, during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code SARAH. This episode is also brought to you by Lola, a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton, tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural wipes. They have complete transparency about the ingredients in their items. They are 100% organic cotton. There are no chemicals, no fragrances, no synthetics, and no dyes. Every month, you customize a box to subscribe to with your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of delivery, totally up to you. I love knowing the ingredients. I really like the schedule part. I'm big on schedules. For 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter SmartPod when you subscribe. That's 30% off your first month with code SmartPod at mylola.com. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash smartbitches. And if you have supported the show with a monthly pledge, thank you. Your pledges are deeply Deeply appreciated. They keep the show going every week. They make sure that every episode has a transcript, and it helps me connect to the readers and listeners around the world. If you would like to join our community? It would be wonderful if you did. Have a look at Patreon.com/smartbitches and hello Patreon community again. You are fabulous in every way. I will have links in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com/podcast to all of the books and games and links that we talk about in this episode. There is a lot to sample and enjoy, so we will link to all of it. But now, let's do this podcast. On with my first interview with Sneezy from Taiwan. Hey, Sneezy, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. You know, as of this moment, I'm good. What? Are, where are you and what are things like for you right now? Uh,
1: so I'm in Taiwan and... Um... There
0: is absolutely nothing happening there at all, whatsoever. <laughs>
1: it's 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 a little bit quieter and um i don't know how much news coverage we get like internationally speaking because it just was we're so incredibly small but we have been able to contain the number of people who are infected with COVID just purely from paranoia which served us well in this case but yeah we've been essentially uh social distancing since the chinese new year which is like I I didn't realize I don't like being antisocial to this
0: degree, but here we are. So you've been isolated for um, time has no meaning anymore. What like a month now?
1: Uh, it was it was actually late January this year. So... Good
0: gravy! See, told you time. It is <laughs> the only way I can measure time is how much milk has disappeared into my teenager. Like that's really the only, <laughs> only measure I have. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. Do we need milk? Yes, no.
1: (laughs) That's the only measure of time that matters when you have a teenager.
0: Pretty Um much, yes. (laughs) So you've been isolated for like six weeks now. You've been doing social distancing for like six weeks now. What has started to get to you the most?
1: I'm trying to keep up with what's happening in like Toronto and things like that because I have a lot of friends there. And and i'm reading all these articles some of them are heartwarming but also just like really fucking infuriating like there was this um burger joint that said if you buy flowers from this flower shop i will give you a free burger if you show me the receipt because they've been struggling since the virus got out why because they're chinese there is this noodle shop that's called wuhan noodles have do they not realize how geography works you name a thing after a place doesn't make it the actual place and then they're like oh yeah we've been getting like a lot of of racism and it's like this is like super fucking stressful and and it's just really infuriating and it's it's that kind of thing where it's really weird cuz like when you're asian you realize you have a certain amount of privilege from this kind of quote unquote um uh, model minority bullshit but then when these things happen is like yep they they they've always been there
0: yep so the thing that's getting to you is reading news that affects you personally that you can't do anything about and you can't fix it, but you know, it's just going to keep happening.
1: Yeah. And it's just really scary. It's, it's also this weird thing where, because I am in a more privileged position where I'm in Taiwan, I don't look like the minority here. So it's not like, um, it's not like I'm feeling it personally. Like no mm-hmm. one has ever called me a because of this to my face here. It's, it's just, that thing of knowing that, well, maybe this shouldn't get to me as much as it does, but being really fucking angry and depressed because I, I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can I give
0: you a piece of advice? Yes, please. There is no should. There is no should that you should feel something or you should do something. There is no should. This is a global, complete clusterfuck. And... There's no prescribed behavior or expectation that you can place on yourself. Our job is just to get through it and take care of ourselves and each other moment to moment. So adding the pressure of should doesn't help. And I do it too. I've tried so hard to remove should from my vocabulary, and I've realized how much I tell myself, you know, you should do this. Fuck should. (laughs) Fuck should off appear. Should can go... Yes, should can go fuck itself, and then keep going and fuck off again, and then fuck off some more. And then when it gets back here, it can fuck off one more time. Fuck should. The there is sun. no should. Yes, fuck should into the sun. There is no should. So please, if if I can, if I can be so presumptuous as to offer advice, uh, try not shooting all over yourself, as therapists <laughs> say. It's okay to be mad about racism because it fucking sucks. But would you, would you like some, some good news? Oh, yes, please. There are so many people around the world working together to make sure that everyone has food.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy. Just like on so many levels, like we're bandied together and we're feeding each other and food is a beautiful thing. <sighs> Thank you. That makes me so happy.
0: Our school district is now using the school buses because our, our schools are not in session to mm-hmm. deliver food to many different locations throughout the county. <gasps> And so not only are they delivering meals and anyone under 18 can get breakfast and lunch takeaway at all these different locations. It doesn't matter if they're a public school student or not, but Mm -hmm. they're doing backpack food and they've partnered with a hunger charity to make sure that there are food distribution centers. So the school buses are driving around the county full of food.
1: The cheese wagon is bringing cheese to everyone. This is great.
0: Right? It's like, okay, a lot of stuff sucks, but there's also, there's also places where there's food. Hi, Kitty, and Wilbur is here. My coworker has arrived for for, for business. Hey, Wilbur. Hello. He's going to try to climb in the sound box because there's foam in there, and he's like really obsessed with it. He wants to play. So, what recommendations do you have for comfort and solace for other people? What what recommendations do you want to make this afternoon?
1: Okay, so once again, you are a diabolical sorceress. We're limiting it to only three yeah (laughs) um you're gonna have to help me a little bit like I might just ask you to choose a number between one and three or something because I I did not narrow down my list like a good girl so uh, the first one I actually haven't finished yet but I have to tell you it makes me feel so good I sometimes like snap myself out of it and like a panic it's like oh my god this feels like really amazing I'm like happy there's no anxiety this is like perfect and it's like the world ending that I didn't know about anyway so it's City Kitty and Country Mouse by Alyssa Lynn Palmer it's just oh my god it is a beautiful book it's so cute it will melt you I don't care how black and desiccated your heart is if it's like mine which is like almost gone but it's like, oh my god, I have feelings again. It's just it's it's this lesbian couple and it's like Insta love but better. Do you have you have you have this like uh half Chinese person and and this this lady uh and and uh, one's like a high powered Laura trying to make it into, into a partner. And the other one is like this happy farmer who's really talented in other things. And then they meet and first she falls in love with Blackberry. The, the Laura falls in love with the city mouses, Blackberries, and then they fall in love with each other. And it's just amazing. And everyone should read it and realize there's good things in the world. Like you told me about the, the, the cheese wagon, bringing everyone cheese. This is that, but in a novel. Um, and, and Yeah. The world might end while you're reading this book and you won't know about it because it's just that good. Uh, And then uh, I think my next recommendation, I think, will be nonviolent communication by Marcia Rosenberg. Not because it will necessarily make you feel good. It did for me. But it's just because we're all going to be cooped up in a very limited space. Well who knows how long because anyone who tells you it's just gonna be fourteen days. No. It's a liar mcliar pant. Part of my background is in facilitation. And is that like mediation? Yeah. Um so I'm not uh, I can do some mediation, but I'm not not someone you would look to as like a therapist or whatever, like for a family mm-hmm. county, nothing like that. But I am the kind of person who's supposed to like Uh, Keep the conversation going, uh, hold space for people, and like really hear people out, even if they're saying things that I don't personally agree with. Oh, hello, doggy!
0: You get both dogs right now. I just want (laughs) you to know this is very special.
1: I feel very happy right now. I feel like they're saying hi to me. I want to give them cuddles.
0: Well, Um, let me see what's. I don't know what they're barking at. Probably a truck backing slowly up the driveway. Or someone is walking their dog and they take great exception to it. So yeah, both Buzz and Zeb would like to tell you they support your choices as a facilitator to hold space for them to bark <laughs> right now.
1: Well, they're they're much better than some people. Putting these things like nonviolent communication and whatever you practice um in your family is not easy and oftentimes feels impossible. So if you feel like it's not realistic or is just not helpful or whatever. Use the techniques in this book on yourself and get in tune with yourself because that's what I think will really be helpful because you can't control people outside of yourself.
0: How do you advocate nonviolent communication with yourself?
1: There's a lot of literature that says very similar things to what Rosenberg is advocating for in this book, right? Um, Because a lot of things really line up, things around like shame is not helpful and largely guilt isn't either. Um, and mm-hmm. being to be gentle with yourself and loving yourself first and best is not a narcissistic thing, right? Okay, so um, you know I'm actually going to go with Cheese in the Trap is a webtoon. You may have heard of it. It kind of blew up a few years ago. It yeah. is long, and you will probably be able to be very good friends with it for like I don't know. I want to say at least a week during you know our social distancing project mm-hmm. here. It's a bit hard to describe because it's the kind of... Uh, okay, first of all, it's a romance. It's about this girl. She's in university, and she's having some issues just sort of in her social circle. Like, not her inner social circle, but just, like, in her year and the, the broader sort of university community in, in um, her degree uh, program, I should say. There's this guy that they... she He's as smart as her. She's one of the top students in her class, right? And they just don't get on It's not a competitive thing so much as like I low-key think he's a sociopath but I can't prove it everybody likes him and I don't know why I don't like him maybe I'm just petty but I don't like him at all and mm. he's done some things that I can't really describe and if I did it sound like I'm crazy and overly sensitive but he made me feel humiliated and small and I just I just want to keep away from him. But then suddenly out of the blue, hey, you wanna get dinner together? And then they ended up going out somehow. And it's just always this thing of he's doing really nice things for me, but I can't stop thinking about what happened back then. I'm feeling really good right now. But like how do I talk about what happened back then? Oh, I guess we're not gonna talk about what happened back then. But I can't stop thinking about it. Right. And in their social group, he also has more uh has more power than her you know, he, he mm-hmm. comes from a wealthy family, right? He's more popular than her and he's a little bit stronger than her academically. And this is set in Korea. So that's kind of like an up on the, the social ladder. And I'm going to stop giving away spoilers. It's really good. Just go read it.
0: Okay. So what wishes do you have for the world? When, uh, when people listen to this, what wishes do you have for people?
1: Um, get snacks. Snacks are really important. You don't think they are, until you don't have them uh whether it's snacks you make yourself or or snacks that you buy make sure that you feed your soul and your body well and this is a time for pleasure like this is a time to break out all of the amazing like whatever's that have like lard and like sugar and like just things that make you feel good the things that you reward yourself with and that's the key you have to reward yourself because we're going through tough shit right now you deserve the reward. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's also just um be gentle with yourself. I'm such a hypocrite because I'm I'm the worst at being gentle with myself, but that's that's really key here. Don't think optimism is naive or overrated or whatever, because that's what's gonna keep you fighting and that's what's gonna make you okay with taking a break. Cause it's like, you know what? It's okay if I just turn off for like X amount of time. Uh, it's okay if I don't perform the perfect employee in closed doors right now. It's this okay. is hard. It's 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 not easy. I beat myself up for beating myself up, right? It's like, oh, I should know better. Well, you know what? We're all learning. We're all doing the best we can. Love yourself first. Love yourself best. And if if nothing else, especially for for those people who are quarantined with only themselves right now, this is a really good time for that. I feel like now is a time where we have no more excuses to not get in touch with ourselves. You know?
0: Yep. This is going to be hard because we are around ourselves and each other so much more right now.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, I'm also really bad at this, but you have to really learn um, what you need. Because if we keep telling ourselves that what we need is stupid, that's beating ourselves up. Like, That's if not going to help. It, If it makes myself feel good, I'm going to do that.
2: How you doing, Ellen? You know, I'm, uh, I would say I'm good under the circumstances.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much everyone's answer, right?
2: Yeah. I'm in Chicago. Pretty much everything is closed and pretty much everyone who can work remotely is working remotely. So I've pretty much just been inside. It's a lot of inside, isn't it? Yes, so much inside. So what recommendations
0: do you have for the people who will be listening?
2: So my main recommendation right now is actually the Mixed Signals series by Alyssa Cole. Um, and so this is kind of a post-apocalyptic series, so it might seem like a little bit of a strange choice for the current situation. But what I really like about it is that it's mostly about, like, people trying to help each other and then, like, rebuilding things after there's a sort of apocalyptic event. So I think it offers a lot of hope um, for the idea that even if something really catastrophic happens, um, people can still come together and move forward. That's a really good recommendation. Are you reading the whole series? I um, read the whole series when I was in graduate school, actually. um, And I've just been thinking about it a lot um, in the present circumstances.
0: Like this is the kind of gentle model we need for post-apocalyptic times? Exactly. Exactly. That's a really good recommendation.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So my other main comfort recommendation is um, the Sailor Moon manga. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was obsessed with Sailor Moon as a child. So it always gives me those like comforting feelings. Um, And I read the whole manga probably two or three times. And it has that same feeling of just being super, super optimistic, even when things are really bad. Plus, it's very funny. Um, It's very over the top and dramatic. Um, And I mean, like, what's not to love about magical girls? There's something just inherently comforting about a magical girl.
0: Right? Like, giving girls more power, I'm always interested.
2: Yeah. And, like, magical girls always save the day. Like, you know they're going to save the day. and. They're gonna save it wearing an amazing costume. So with amazing hair. Yes. Gravity-defying impossible hair. Yes, even more amazing hair than when they're in their regular girl form.
0: Oh well, the hair is the first clue. It's like the difference between Jericha and Jem or Adora and Shera. The hair is a key element to these transformations.
2: Yes, true.
0: Big and impossible hair. Yes. Those are really good wrecks. I really I really like that one. Can you start anywhere with Sailor Moon or do you need to start at the beginning because I have never read it?
2: I would start at the beginning just because I think the first couple of volumes of all of the girls like meeting up and becoming a team are not to be missed and then later like in the towards the end the sort of world really expands and it becomes very like intergalactic which is also fun in its own way but i think you need everything that comes before that to kind of make sense of what's going on in in the later volumes and it's popular enough that it should be in a lot of digital
0: library collections
2: uh yes and they're also currently re-releasing like a super special ultimate edition. So I would imagine may, I mean, I guess people probably can't really get hard copies from the library right now because a lot of libraries are closed as they should be. Um, Not in Chicago though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unfortunate. But but it's very much still in circulation. So that
0: is brilliant. Those are really good racks. I'm going to have to try that one because I've never read them, but I've seen them enough to sort of know, tangentially who they are but i don't know the full story i think i might have to go read this they're just delightful awesome so do you have any wishes for the people who will be listening when i run this episode
2: i wish that everybody finds the book that they need right now to help them get through whatever coronavirus related issues they are facing right now
0: Maya, how you doing? You doing okay today?
3: I am doing okay. Um, I'm self uh, self quarantining, so I haven't left my house at all um, in a little over a week. And so, it's um, as a person with generalized anxiety, it's been a deep gift that I don't have to say it to me why I don't want to leave my home. Um, it's it's what the world is telling everyone, but it's been a little challenging because it's like. I would
0: like to be in the sunshine a little bit. So what recommendations do you have?
3: The books that I've been reading over and over again for the last, I'm gonna say 20 plus years, um, is the the Tortle series, Tortle, I don't know how to say it by Tamora Pierce, all of her, like Alana and Becca Cooper and the Trickster series, just all of those books. Um, I read Alana first, like as a preteen and loved it so much. Um, so it's YA fantasy. Um, Alana is a girl who wants to be a knight, um, but girls can't be knights. So she switches places with her twin, who's a boy, and she pretends like she's a boy. And then she spends you know, four plus years telling everyone around her that she's a boy and she becomes a knight. And then her secret is revealed. Um, And everyone is mad that she's a girl who became the best knight ever in the whole wide world. And so um, I really love those books. Um, And as Tamara Pierce, Tamara, sorry, Tamara Pierce, um, expanded the world to to, to other series, um, it's one that I go back to a lot.
0: And it must be nice to sort of re-enter that world and visit with all of those characters.
3: It really is. As an adult, the, the reading of um, Alana's relationship with like the pr- Prince John, who's her first love is interesting um, because the, the he's the prince and she's just a girl who's a knight. And so he sometimes wields his wields his power um, both in terms of his gender and his position at court in ways that is like kind of shitty, like because, and he, he doesn't even, he, he doesn't realize how much power he has and like how, you know, Alana is hiding her gender, um, and has to be not even like twice as good, but like 10 times as good as everyone around her, um, because of the part where she knows once everybody realizes she's a girl, that she's a woman that, um, everything she's done will be brought into question and, and she will be dismissed just out of outright. And like he, John never really quite understands that. And so, um, when she moves on to George, who's the, like, um, he's the King of thieves basically in, um, in that kingdom, he, um, he understands sort of a little bit more like what exactly she's risking and and how hard she's working um, to be accepted and to and to prove herself and so um, I am I'm very as there are some folks I think that that really think the Alana and John relationship they ship them really hard and it's like no he would never actually understand her um, because he's too busy like thinking the world will do whatever it is that he wants, because that's what's happened
0: more or less in his life. Do you love hiding your identity stories?
3: I do. It really gives the character a chance or the control to define themselves in a way that, um, in a way that they wouldn't have been able to, um, which I sort of like as a person identify with a bunch Um, sort of being a woman of color Um, who has entirely too much education. Um, the, the body, me and my body sort of precedes like me and my brain. And so a lot of times folks are judging me on like what it is that they're seeing as opposed to what it Mm -hmm. is that I've achieved. And so I like so deeply identify with that like desire to be like, nah, you don't, you don't actually see me. And this is who I am. Um, and folks being able to really control that. Um, as a person also with some control issues, I really identified with that too. Being like, no, this is who I am, um, and this is the only way that you actually get to perceive me. Also, the part where they're engaging in this explicit critique of the the culture they're in and the society that that they're in, they're they're hiding yes. and reshaping themselves, and pushing back against sort of the normative expectations of culture is something that is so powerful. Um, because of the fact that it feels so impossible, sort of in the day to day, right? You try to push back against racism or sexism, pushing back against patriarchy or white supremacy, and it feels like an impossible fight. But you have these narratives where, like, Alana is pushing back against this patriarchal society that says that she cannot be a knight because she, because of her gender. And then she does it. And so then it, so then she's like, well, well, I did it. And I still have, you know, these secondary sexual characteristics at me. but you're telling me that you told me would make it impossible for me to be excellent. And here I am being excellent. So then what, like what try me, like come at me.
0: So you recommend the whole series.
3: So my favorite in the Tortle series is Alana, like I said, um, but like tied for second. And I, I was wrestling over this is the Becker Coop, Becca Cooper has a series. And so she is the like, great 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 grandmother of George um and so she is being placed uh maybe a couple hundred years before the Alana series and she Mm -hmm. becomes a cop um and so she's coming she's coming from these extremely poor circumstances where basically she was orphaned at a very young age and taken in um by the head what um which is like basically the head of the police system, the policing system, and she decides to become a cop. And so you have this really deep examination, both of of what policing means from Mm -hmm. a person who, who had lived in a highly policed community, but then also this, this woman who, who believes very much in the need for, for that type of intervention. Um, and I really liked that sort of more sophisticated analysis of, of, of good and bad and how sometimes they look pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? And, and this person who has to decide, like, what side she wants to be on. Um, and she's surrounded by people who who jump that line. And then the other one that I really love is the Trick- Tricksters duology, um, which is following Alana's da- daughter, Allie. Um, and she's actually kidnapped and sold into slavery and ends up on this island of of people who are trying to fight for their independence from basically colonists. It's this like anti-colonial s- story about people of color trying to shake themselves free of oppression.
0: That's such a great recommendation. Thank you.
3: You're welcome.
0: Do you have any wishes for the people who will be listening when I air this episode?
3: I would first say, you know, please take care of yourself and people around you. We're all sort of sitting here observing the world, this world in which, you know, two weeks, four weeks of of not being able to work is putting people's ability to survive um, in danger. Businesses are shutting down. People can't pay their rent, um, can't pay their mortgage, and I, I would invite people to maybe examine a little bit of this like world and and the ways in which capitalism has sort of structured this thing where two weeks is, is actually a really dangerous uh, two weeks of not being able to work is a really dangerous and scary place for a lot of folks. And I, I personally, it's really easy to see right now how harmful capitalism is because people are being so quickly harmed by the inability to, to work. Um, Mm -hmm. That I would invite people to, to question whether or not society we have set up is really actually doing what it is we sort of all value and, and, and think is important for the world.
0: So how you doing, Tara? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, just, just mild just... national quarantine, no big deal it's just like
4: my literal nightmare fuel I'm happening all the time. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> that's like no. honestly, I cannot I cannot read pandemic books. I can't watch pandemic movies. I mean, thankfully there's a lot of actually good measured media things about it. I think the thing that I'm struggling with is our parent some of our parents, my dad especially and my husband's dad have not been the best at social distancing and they both have compromised healths. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing? There's only so much we can do, but our little family of four, we're doing our part. Unfortunately, it's been cold as balls in Calgary. So uh, we have not been leaving the house very often. Yesterday uh, Neil was able to take the kids out sledding because we have a little hill near us where apparently all the families were having their own little parts of the hill, making sure they were keeping separate from the other families. I know. It's, um, I mean, it's hard. We have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. The five-year-old actually doesn't mind. About three weeks ago, like kind of before this all exploded, she said something to Neil one day about, um, well, I just want to lick my hands so you all get sick so you can just stay home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I okay. think one of the most demented things I've heard. <laughs>
0: So are you locally being told, don't talk to anybody, don't play with anyone? Or do you have specific guidelines that you have to follow? Is it for your whole province? Is it for the country? Like, What are the restrictions that you're uh, under? um, We're being strongly
4: encouraged. I suppose that's the Canadian way because we're also polite. (laughs) We're being strongly encouraged to not go out unless we absolutely have to. I'm lucky enough that I work for a tech company where we all have laptops anyway, and so last week um about a week and a half ago they said we're just all working remotely. That's how it is. So, all the meetings that I have with my coworkers, there's at least 5 minutes in every meeting of just trying to connect and talking about how weird it is. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody that I'm talking to is just mourning right now Um, because we don't necessarily all know somebody who has COVID-19 and we, especially we don't at this point, at least here in Calgary, don't know many people who've died, but it's like mourning the lives that we had a week and a half ago.
0: Oh yeah. And absolutely. I just saw someone talking about that, that it is normal to just cry or feel like you're going to lose it because you're mourning mm-hmm. the loss of a life that you had two weeks ago.
4: That's right. And, and we don't know how much of that we're going to get back. So schools have been closed indefinitely here.
0: I um, was going to ask that. You guys have been closed possibly for the rest of the school year.
4: That's right. We got an email finally um, yesterday from... I don't know, the Board of Education or whatever. Basically, it sounds like, so they're on March break right now or spring break or whatever you guys call it. Um, So they have two weeks, I think, for the teachers to figure out how they're going to continue to provide resources so kids can learn. So in the meantime, my husband has gone from like just a dad to also a math teacher and a reading teacher and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we're, uh, very much identifying with Shonda Roy's tweet about how teachers need to be paid like a billion dollars a week or a day or whatever it was
0: right cuz this is hard
4: oh my god he doesn't get paid enough he needs a raise
0: i know right that out. Mm-hmm. badass cross stitch on instagram which is one of my favorite instagram activist accounts craftivist accounts did a small hope that was cross stitch maybe we'll get socialism out of this okay that's pretty good oh that that was pretty nifty so what recommendations do you have for comfort and encouragement
4: Um, these super
0: weird ass times
4: okay i have a few um i'm gonna start with a book and then i'm gonna go out of books and then i'm gonna go back into books um but I have a reason. So, um, the first one, I actually, I'm not done yet. I started reading this a month ago because it has been like all the stress all the time at work because I work in a high growth, uh, like growth mode tech company, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever worked in a company, but like that, but it's like bananas all the time. Um, Oh
0: yeah. It's like working with, with extremely hyper squirrels.
4: Yes. Yes. And I've been doing it for almost four years now.
0: And, and they don't stop being hyper. What is that?
4: No, they just hire more of them because it's growing. So there's more and more hyper squirrels all the time. That's a perfect way of putting it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Feel free to use that far and wide.
4: Um, so, and it was like, Our busiest time, I'm on the marketing team, and the busiest time of year for the marketing team is always um, January and February because we have our user conference every year in February, which we still had. Um, So I thought, I need to do something for myself. And I picked up the the book, Burnout by Emily Nagoski.
0: Oh, I love that book. Isn't it the
4: best? It is. You know they have a podcast too. mm -hmm. It is The best. And at this point, I would say I don't recommend it as comfort. I recommend it as survival reading right now. Even if people only read the first section about completing the stress cycle. I have been clinging to those tactics. It's been so helpful. So I've been exercising more. I've been actually purposely like setting up meetings, one meeting a day with a colleague just to, just to connect so we can talk. So we can talk our shit out. And it's so helpful, you know, cuddling with my family, um, taking the dog for a walk, all of that stuff. But like now is the time to lean into your stress management practices because it's not Mm -hmm. going away.
0: No. And it's only getting harder because Mm -hmm. the longer we sustain this constant level of change and alertness and rumor and what's going to happen next, the more energy our brains and bodies use trying to manage the stress of all those changes. Like we've lost all of our autopilot so completing Absolutely. the stress cycle becomes bigger and bigger. It's a bigger cycle that you have to close. I am so with you on all of those things. I've been doing the same thing and it's made a noticeable difference.
4: Yes. I mean, I can tell the days that, so I probably, I find that for me, it's better to exercise a half hour, five or six days a week than it is to do an hour, three days a week. Because oh, if same I work for out me right? Like if you work out hard enough in that half hour, um, you're going to burn off some of that stress. But if I don't do that, I can tell the difference. If I skip meditating for one day, I can tell the difference in my sleep that night. Oh, yeah. So that's the uh, Yeah. So my first recommendation is honestly, everybody as much as you can complete that stress cycle.
0: Yeah, every day, such probably.
4: Yeah, like probably multiple times a day. I'm having to do it about twice a day. Um, right now. That may go up, that may go down. It depends on how this go and how close to home uh, this virus ends up hitting. Um, But it's absolutely been crucial for my sanity and my anxiety management, keeping it at like manageable levels. My next thing that's been working super well for me is gaming. I have a couple of games recommendations that are not stressful. Um, So the first one was, was Hustle Cat which I picked up in a big ass um, steam sale where they had a bunch of visual novels for sale. And this game is super weird, but pretty fun where you, you get to choose if you are a boy or a girl or a non-binary person and you get a job at a cafe, but there's a curse where all the people who work at the cafe, uh, when they leave the building, they turn into cats.
0: As you do. As you do.
4: So like you get to date pretty much everybody who's there, including the boss. So there are different paths to take you through all of that. And you solve the curse. And I think I dumped 15 hours into that game in the last week. Wow, you know, it's just super chill. And the music is super chill. So that's my, I recommend that. And then I recommend one more. It's called I Love Hue, H-U-E. Um, it's incredibly soothing. It's a puzzle game where it brings up a bunch of squares and it shuffles them and then you have to put them back in the right place. Um, but it always does some kind of like a color gradient. Yes. The only thing I'll say um, is that if you have any kind of color blindness issues, this game is not going to work for you. So I apologize um, for that. But this is one that I've been spending a lot of time with. Because it just puts me, again, in that kind of meditative state. It's really satisfying when I get it right. And every time you get a puzzle right,
0: the game compliments you. That's so lovely. I love that part, too. Mm -hmm.
4: It's very, yeah, I highly, highly recommend. It's, um, I find the ads are not too intrusive. And um, it's just working for me real well. I might actually end up throwing some money at it because I've been playing it so much lately. Okay, so my last thing. And... Uh, my last recommendation. I am someone who loves fluffy books at the best of times. I don't mind angsty books. um, But when things get tough, like right now, I especially can't handle like creepy stuff. But I don't want to reread a book. I still want to read something new. And I decided to pick up a Christmas book that I'd never read before. I know it's March. But it worked really well for me. So I picked up, it's called Christmas in Maine, I N N. So it's a cute pun, I guess, um, by Chelsea M Cameron. And it has this grumpy non-binary, uh, Demi named Colden who sometimes uses they, them pronouns and sometimes uses she, her pronouns. And she doesn't like anybody. She doesn't really have many people in her life, but she decides that for Christmas, she is going to treat herself and, Uh, get an Airbnb in Maine. She's super excited about this. She's just going to read and she's going to have wine. She's going to have good food. It's going to be amazing. And then she gets there and the property doesn't exist because she'd been screwed over. And she has to stay at this lovely, beautiful inn that's close by that is actually owned by her coworkers family. She hates her coworker. (laughs) Um, Oh no. (laughs) But as it is an enemies to lovers situation. It's so freaking cute. It's so cute. It was like, honestly, I'm so glad I picked it up. It was the best choice. I like every Chelsea M. Cameron book that I've read. So I can also say, if you want a bunch of fluffy books, go run at all of them. Um, And one of the recommendations, if you are not into, like if nobody wants to pick up Christmas right now, is called In Her Court by Tamsin Parker. It takes place at an adult sleepaway camp and it has a it's it's another FF book and it is a like falling for your best friend's sister story. It's super cute. It has all the geeky references if you want like somebody who's into Star Wars and Wonder Woman and all that stuff. Um falling for her brother her best friend's little sister, that's the one.
0: Do you have any wishes for people who will be listening when I release this episode?
4: It's actually pretty similar to um What I tell people who have just had a baby, which is it's going to be hard and that's okay. You just do your best. Just do your best because at the end of it, all that matters is that, you know, everybody is as healthy as they can be. Whatever your coping is, as long as you're not hurting anybody, lean into it. And also, sorry, the other, the other thing I'll add is that it's hard for everybody, but like, it's okay even if you're doing well, it is okay to still acknowledge that it's hard. That's the thing that I've been having to remind myself because I know that I am so much luckier than many people right now. I still have a job like that's great, but that doesn't mean that my hard moments are less hard. It just means that my hard moments are different. Um, And I think we all need to give ourselves permission to acknowledge that and just work with it so that we can figure out what our new normal is.
0: It's hard when your new normal is new every third hour. (laughs) (laughs)
4: yeah and there's like kids screaming in your face about it
0: how you doing are you
5: i am you know what i'm not gonna say that i'm I'm okay because i am not and i should not want to i don't want to lie but Mm -hmm. i am doing better than i was last week and i think a net improvement is always good
0: absolutely true No question. So what recommendations do you have for the people who are listening of things that they might want to read or check out in the future?
5: Yeah. So before I get to that, I feel really bad about things, but I couldn't read anything for a week. I guess what I'm saying is it's okay to not be productive just because you're at home. These are like, you don't have to feel guilty because you feel incapable of working or devoting creative energy to a hobby. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be scared and worried. So like, it's great if you can read a book, but if you can't, it's okay. Anything at this point is okay. That being said, I did read a book, so I have a rec.
0: (laughs) I completely agree with you. It kind of makes me a little annoyed to be like, well, you know, so-and-so wrote this great masterpiece when he was in quarantine. And I'm like, well, yeah, but... Probably also had people taking care of all the other basic stuff that he needed. And this is hard and don't feel the need to be super productive. This is not a time of super productive. This is a time of get through the next hour. Come
5: on. At this point, I never want to read King Lear because people keep on talking about Shakespeare (laughs) writing King Lear.
0: (laughs) So what did you read that helped you out?
5: So the first thing I read is a nonfiction book and it's called Get Well Soon, History's Worst Plagues and the Heroes Who Fought Them by Jennifer Wright. And it's really strange that I picked this up because I have been avoiding those plague books like a plague, oh God. But um, no. no, because people keep on making lists of like, here are my zombie apocalypse books. Here are my pandemic books. And I don't, I feel like there are people who really enjoy it, but I did not want to go that route because even imagining it in fictional characters was difficult. But then I saw someone I follow on Twitter wrote this book and she said it was funny. So I said, okay, let me read an an excerpt and just try it. And the reason why this is really good is that it's funny. There's so much black humor. It's like, it's terrifying. And it's about history and it's about like cholera and the the plague and whatnot. But it's like, you can't stop laughing while you're reading it. So for people who are really, really scared and they want to learn more about plagues, but they don't want to like just start crying all the time read this book. The introduction is so weird to read because it was it was written in 2017. And the author is like, we haven't had a serious illness in about 30 years. And we may not ever see one again in our lifetime. And it's like, oh, three years later, here we go. Surprise! <laughs> it's just, yeah. So I am reading the ebook, but I've heard that the audiobook is very good too. And I don't know about you, but like, and when it comes to social media and stuff, I am responding really well to the black humor tweets, like the jokes about quarantine and self distancing. Like, I know that people think that maybe it's a bit inappropriate at at a crisis, but I like the humor. I like the black humor. Like, I don't know how else to deal with it except to laugh. The nice thing about this book is that it's not dry. I really struggle with dry nonfiction, like many historical biographies. I think like even teenagers would like this. It's just like, it's written in a voice that's very accessible to everyone. So I would recommend, I mean, I'm not done with it, but I've read half and it's really good and I, and I wreck it.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. What else do you want to tell us about?
5: Yeah. So I said earlier that comfort reading was not working for me, but what Mm -hmm. is working for me is reading that an author that I know that I love, but it has to be a new book. It cannot be a reread. Because if it's a reread, my mind knows what's gonna happen next. And then because I'm not as focused on the read, it then wanders to real life, being like, oh, mm-hmm. I should check Twitter now. But if it's a new book, then I'm like more a little more invested to keep reading it because I don't know what's gonna happen. And the book I I chose is The Sword Dancer by Deanie Lynn. And I binged like seven of her books in a week last year. And then I stopped. Because I was concerned that I would run out of books. <laughs> like, it was painful to stop, but I was like, mm, then I'll, I'll be even sadder if I run out of books. So I said, no, 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 it's time to stop this genuine binge. And she like, <laughs> yeah.
0: I could just see you putting this book behind glass and then like
5: holding a hammer and
0: standing there, like, is it time? Is it time? Is it time?
5: Well, that's what it is, right? It's a break emergency glass if needed moment. Totally. And if this pandemic does not qualify. I do not know what does. <laughs> so, if you don't know what Jeannie Lynn writes, she writes um, Tang Dynasty Chinese Historicals. And I just love everything about her. So, this book, first of all, it's about a thief and a thief hunter. It's kind of like a Tom and Jerry vibe. She, um, the hero see, sees her sword dancing in a market, and then she runs away because she's been accused of stealing some jade. And he catches her and he puts her in prison and then she escapes prison and then she steals his horse and then he catches her again and takes her as prisoner and then she runs away and then it keeps going and going and then they fall in love. So it's just it's just fun. The thing about Janie Lynn is that her writing is so beautiful and I wish I knew more about prose because I don't know how to explain why it's beautiful, but I just marvel at her sentence structures. And thing about Janie Lynn is I just want to say she writes beautiful everything. She writes beautiful sword dancing, emotions, descriptions. Every single paragraph is beautiful. And this is like the perfect example of why reading books even one month after the next is so variant on the mood that you're in. <laughs> so I had picked up Real Men Knit by Kwana Jackson. It doesn't come out until May 19th. But I had had an arc of it, and I tried reading it like a month ago before all the before the pandemic, and I DNF'd it like in chapter three because it is a perfectly lovely book, and it was like it was about knitting and like nothing against knitting. Like I know Elise loves it, and many people love it, but it's like not my thing (laughs) at all, and it wasn't angsty, and it just felt so boring to me. But of course, it wasn't boring. It just felt boring at the time because I'm a very high angst reader, and then I DNF'd it. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. Like boring is not like an objective opinion. I just wasn't in the mood for it at the time, and -hmm. then I picked it back up two days ago in an attempt to read it again. And I was reading a completely different book because my my mind was like, "Oh, I like slow now. I like soothing now. Yeah, like like, who have I become?" (laughs) So it is just it's so the premise is it's about these four young men whose mom owns a knitting store and she just died. So they have to take over the knitting store and figure out the business and save the business and all that. And one of the sons is reconnecting with the woman, but she's a family friend. And it's just, it's about, it's about family and it's about knitting. And I was not into it a month ago, but I am now. I don't know how, like it's, it's just a month ago. I was not in the mood for a soothing read and now I am. And it's perfect.
0: So it sounds like you found the book that works for you
5: right now. Yeah. And I feel guilty that I'm wrecking it because it's not out for another month, so you can't one-click right now. But hopefully you can one-click in a month or so, provided that the release date is still May 19th.
0: What wishes do you have for the world?
5: Oh, my God. (laughs) If we could have a vaccine this second, well.
0: (laughs) That'd be pretty spiffy. I agree.
5: I just hope everyone right now is just taking care of themselves. Yeah. And what I said, what I said in the beginning, like, it's oh, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I can't read a book now, like, don't feel bad. It's okay that you can't read a book. Like no one is required to do anything except survive at this moment.
0: That is absolutely the truth. If you get through the next 10 minutes, you're doing good. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to help other
5: people get through the next little while. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad I have a book to wreck because I didn't last week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope this has brought you some amusement and comfort and some ideas of things to do or read. If you are looking for comfort wrecks, we've got them. And I'll be back next week with more from the rest of the Smart Bitches team. Speaking of Smart Bitches, if you'd like to come hang out with us, we got some things going on this week. Couple of things, like a big major annual day for us. First, on Saturday, we have What You're Reading, where we all talk about what we're reading, and then you tell us what you're reading, and then we all buy more books because that's pretty much what we do all the time. We also have Cover Snark Books on Sale. It's the first of the month, so we're going to have Hide Your Wallet for the first half of the month, but it's also April 1st. So I invite you cordially, well, if you know what that means, you can come by and see what nonsense I'm up to this year. <laughs> I love April Fools. I know so many people hate it. I love it because I get to treat the world with a little bit of affection and gentle humor. I'm not here to make you feel dumb. I never want to make you feel dumb, but I hope that I make you smile or at least laugh this year. I've already tipped you off that it's April 1st, haven't I? Yeah. Oh, well. Enjoy. (laughs) I will have links to all of the books that we talked about and the games and the articles and the apps so, fear, fear not. If you were thinking, I want to go find that, yeah, I got it in the show notes. SmartBitchesTrashyBooks.com slash podcast. You know you can count on me. I've got this for you. As always, I end with a terrible joke. Are you ready for a terrible joke? This is really bad. How do you get to the weight room at Hogwarts, which I'm presuming is closed, but presuming that it was open? How would you get to the weight room at Hogwarts? Through the dumbbell door. Oh, stupid. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise going to the gym, but if you were going to go to the gym at Hogwarts, now you know how to get there. That is from Jake Coke Killa. That's a nice, that's a name, from Reddit, and the Dad Jokes Forum brings me much joy. On behalf of all of us to all of you, we send you good thoughts and good wishes. Of course, from a safe and acceptable social distance, wherever you are, we hope that you are Okay. And we send you best wishes for the very, very best of reading. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.